No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. We are talking about how in the world do guys like David Stites, I should say Club Wealth coach David Stites and I, literally list, I was listing 50 to 75 homes a month uh, at an average sales price of between 350 and 450. David is listing, I, I want to say just under 100 homes a year and at an average uh, sales price of way higher. What's your average sales price there now, David? Yeah, so we're, we're not too far off. So we're around 400. Okay, so you're freaking crushing it though. And so you guys, here's the key. We, should, we are consistently able to hit very high numbers in terms of the, the success ratio per appointment. What do I mean by that? So if I go on an appointment or if David goes on an appointment, there's an over 90% chance that person's gonna list the house with us, whether it's a cold listing or a referral, it doesn't matter. Wherever that thing came from, the chances are we're going to list that property. So we're gonna share with you, and right now for today, we're gonna share with you how David is doing that. Uh, I'll probably throw a few things in there in terms of how I'm doing it as well. But what I want you to think about is it's duplicatable. It's something you can do right now. There's several steps in the process. And if you just do and say the right things, you can increase your success ratio beyond right now. And again, forget about referrals. If you're not doing 90% or better on a referral listing appointments, something's wrong, right? But let's talk about all the other types, right? Fizbo's expired, cold calls, uh, every other lead source that you have, we want to get you to over 90%. Uh, at a bare minimum, you need to be over 75%. Uh, and if you're not, something's dreadfully wrong. So that said, before we get started, I want to mention uh, our sponsors, which is uh, Wise Hire is our sponsor for all our Club Wealth TVs. We love these guys. We use them for our recruiting needs all the time. They do a great job. Uh, we at Club Wealth uh, use them every week. We have anywhere from 20 to 40 uh, interviews a week that we get out of Wise Hire. Uh, and you can reach the, uh, them and get our discount by going to clubwealth.com forward slash W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E. That's wise hire with a Z. Um, now, the other thing that I want to mention is at the end of today, we're going to have uh, a couple of downloads that are available for free for you from David and I. Uh, and for, so to start with, take a look at David's download at clubwealth.com forward slash listings, clubwealth.com forward slash listings. I will also be getting you momentarily the workshop link david and i have a workshop coming up and these done with you workshops they're not just educational they're not just informational these workshops are literally done with you where we literally get things done david's workshop is unbelievable in fact uh, vanessa if you could give me the bullet points for that i'll share those bullet points here in a little bit but david start us off with what do we need to do to get more listings? What's the starting point? How do we how do we consistently and regularly bring in more listings? Okay, so I love I love this topic. Obviously, I love listings. Um, something you said already spurred something in me, and I I don't go into this with like notes or <laughs> you know any kind of being prepared, which is the opposite of what I want to talk about. Um, because I just I like these calls to flow a little bit. Michael's like, oh boy, this is getting me nervous already, right? No, not at all. Okay. So 
90%, you should be getting 90% of all your listings through referrals, right? But what do most agents do wrong? They, for what do most agents do wrong with, with regards to referrals? Or with yeah. Listings? So when they, when they, when they're going on a slam dunk listing appointment, what are they doing? They don't prepare at all. Yeah. So they don't prepare and it's a completely different appointment. Yeah. They don't than, treat it like a customer. Right. Right. Yeah. It's completely different than maybe a for sale by owner or an expired or um, a Zillow lead who also needs to sell, whatever the case may be. That's right. And that's why they're not closing on a high level with those referrals. And that's what we made this call today. That's why we're doing this workshop is to have a plan, like actually have a plan and a great presentation, no matter what kind of listing it is. Right. So um, I can't even tell you how many, I should probably try to figure out how many listing appointments that I've gone on. My first couple listing appointments were terrible. Just like your guys' first few listing appointments, just like Michael, your first few listing appointments were probably terrible. And then over time, you get better and better and better and better. And you figure out what the client, like what sparks, you know, you, you're on that appointment, Michael, and you say something and you see a little twinkle in their eye, you know, oh, I just got them with something. Okay, let's make sure that on the next listing appointment, we integrate that and we integrate that and we integrate that. So probably over the last year, I've taken my best little nuggets that I see the clients react to in a positive way, right? Because we have some that react in the negative way <laughs> and we take those out of our appointment. Um, and really, we brought it together and made an awesome presentation. So no matter what kind of an appointment we're going on, it's the same exact appointment every single time. We're going over the same exact thing. I don't care if it's your friend, if it's your parents, if it's a, a Zillow lead, whatever the case may be, they deserve to know exactly what you're going to do and your process from start to finish. And I would actually argue that your referrals, you need to go above and beyond even more than what you're doing for a paid lead or an expired or for sale by owner. But again, most agents do the opposite. They think, oh, I got this. I don't have to go showtime right now. And I could just cruise into this. I've got my listing uh, uh, agreement filled out, ready to go. Sign here, wham, bam, gone. And um, so that's why we're doing this. Well, let's start with this because I'm curious from our audience, from the people that are watching right now, how many of you type into your screen if you are using a checklist of some kind, say yes checklist or no checklist. I've always likened it under getting on an airplane, right? I, I figure if, if I'm going to get on an airplane and the, and the pilot doesn't have a checklist, I'm getting kind of nervous, right? I would assume that most of us hope the pilot had a checklist when they took off. Or you know the you know a pre checklist that they go through before they even start the engines up, and uh, same thing goes for your listing appointments. Because to your point, David, I think Coach David, I, I I feel like people are too casual with referred appointments, um, and that's obviously a problem for tons of reasons. You know because I, I can't tell you. I mean I had a client, and you and I are both very good friends with this person. I won't tell you who it is, um, but we have a friend in common who went on a listing appointment with a, a friend of many many years. Um, and they showed up, the agent showed up in a pair of really nice Tommy Bahama shorts, a pair of very high-end flip-flops. Apparently they have those, uh, you know, nice flip-flops, I guess. I don't know. It's a thing. Um, and in a Tommy Bahama shirt and, and were surprised when they didn't get the listing. And I'm thinking to myself, look, I don't care 
what climate you're in, right? People say, oh, but Michael, I'm in California or Hawaii or Florida. And it's hot here. We don't, we don't dress in a suit and tie here. Listen, I get that, right? I, I get that you may not wear a tie. Like David, you're not wearing a tie today. And you know, but I can tell you that I know that you do oftentimes. You're, and you're wearing a, tie, a logoed shirt, fantastic. Um, you know, but so the point though is you do dress the part when you go on a listing appointment, you're dialed in, you're ready to go. And you have a checklist. This person went out on this listing appointment. They lost the listing. It would have been a $20,000 commission. And they lost that commission because the person felt like, they, and this is somebody they went to high school with, felt like they didn't dress professionally and that they didn't show up game on for the appointment. And that's really, I think, what we're both talking about here is when you have a checklist, when you have a system that you follow every single time, no matter what, you can show up game on and you're far more likely to get the listing. And that's money. It's so important. Yeah. I would say my favorite outfit is my slacks, button up shirt, dress shirt, obviously tie and my vest. Um, it gets hot in Southern California where I'm at. I'm about an hour away from the beach. So it gets hot out here, but when you roll up looking good, feeling good, it comes through on your appointment and it doesn't matter if, they're in board shorts and sandals or they're dressed up the exact same way or whatever the case may be. How do you want them to view you? I want them to view me as a professional and treat me like a professional. We all want to be treated like a professional yet. Are we looking like professionals? So, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, you mentioned that. the checklist. So that checklist has been something that's been, um, a working document. And it's still, honestly, it's still a working document. It keeps changing and getting better and better and better. And now what we're going through with COVID right now, there's been a few tweaks to that as well. Right. So, um, that's been something that's been amazing for us and for our team, because we do have a lot of leads. So, uh, Sandy kind of controls our lead flow and any given month we're incoming, you know, three to 500 leads depending on the month. Right. So what we noticed is a lot of leads were coming in, but we weren't getting as many listing opportunities as I thought we were getting. And it turned out we were doing something wrong. What were you doing wrong? Now you got me curious. We weren't asking the right questions. Okay. And so it, when, it, when it, and when and what? Well, it just comes down to when, when you find out that a lead also needs to sell their home where do you take the conversation from there? What information are you going to get? And are you even setting the appointment? And when I started listening to the team's calls, the re recorded calls, <laughs> we found out they weren't even asking for the appointment. Um, they were, were they even asking if they had a house sell? And, and uh, the reason I ask this is because most teams aren't. One of the things that I tell people is you need to make sure your team is saying, here's the question I like. I mean, it just is super easy, right? will you be renting out your current home or selling it? Mm -hmm. So it's an assumptive that they have another house to sell, right? Or that they have another house, whether they're going to rent it out or sell it. That's another, another question, but we assume they have another house. Go ahead. What, what do you recommend? So ours is very similar to that. And to answer your previous question, about 50% of our agents were asking first off, if they had another house that they needed to sell. Yeah. Are you currently renting is the question that I like because a homeowner will say, no, I own my home and they're, you know, they're proud about it. Right. That's or if they point. are renting, they say, yeah, I'm renting. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's, it's more of a positive conversation where if you say, Michael, uh, do you already own your own home? 
no, I rent. So um, we noticed just that one little switch made the conversation just a little bit smoother. So just very simply, are you renting currently? Are you currently renting? Yep. Great. Love it. That's a fantastic question. It gets you to the same, the same spot at the end of the day. Good. So, and that's the thing you guys, but what cracks me up is, and I say cracks me up, what's disappointing is David, you run a really solid team. You guys have your stuff wired tight. And even as well as you run your team, as often as you communicate with your agents, as much as you educate your agents, as much as you hold them accountable, even on your team, you found that only 50% we're asking that question. And, and I'm sharing this because guys, I got news for you. If, if David's team is hitting 50%, I'd hate to see what most of your teams are doing because I'll bet it's not anywhere near than 50%. Listen to the phone calls. You're not going to know unless you listen to the phone calls. So if you're not recording your inbound and outbound conversations with your agents and team, you are missing a lot. And getting them all on the same page, getting them on the same Okay, so Mike Bernier told me to stop using the word script. Getting them on the same framework of that conversation to lead that conversation where you want it to go is so important. And what we found out is everyone had a different framework about how they were getting to the spot. And some of them were great. Some of them would set the, some of them would ask the right question, set the appointment, and get all the information on the home. Most of them didn't. So we set up this checklist, and it was really to help me because the agents would come into the uh, into my office and they're so excited. They're like, I got a Zillow lead and guess what they also need to sell? I'm like, awesome, what's the address? You know, they give me the address. I'm like, okay, they're like, I need you to run comps. I'm like, okay, I'll help you run comps. Let's do it right now. You're reacting. About the house. Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about the house. What? what? So that's what kind of spurred it. Um, I had a natural way to flow through um, the conversation. And what I did is I put it down on paper. So it's real nice. It flows, but you making sure you're asking all the right questions and there's closes with inside the checklist to help agents because, you know, most of them will ask the right questions. Well, I should say, I want to think that most of them will ask the right questions, but most of them have a hard time asking for that close. And if you just change your mindset and kind of change your yes or no questions with inside your framework, you're going to do a lot better and be able to guide that conversation where you want it to go. Yeah, you're right about that. And it ensures that every single time you're, you're doing, you're providing the same quality customer experience every single time. Um, you know, and one of the things too, is what that I, that I heard in that is that there's a lot of reactive going on, right. Instead of proactive. And that's the key, right? We want to get as proactive as this as we can. One of the things that I would recommend, and I hope everybody watching right now is considering this. Do you have a system that allows your buyer agents when they're out showing houses or when they're out, you know, meeting with buyers or having a conversation with a buyer on the phone? Do you have a system that allows them to actually set the appointment for the listing agent? Now, don't worry if you don't. If you do, fantastic, right? It's it's world-class if you do. You know, if they can get into schedule once, you know, if they can go to teamsites.com forward slash listings or whatever, and, and now we know that's where they go to set a listing appointment for one of the people on the listing team. Um, now, that said, if you don't have that, then simply set the appointment. Don't even worry about if it's a time that works for the listing agent or for David or for whomever or not. Just set the freaking appointment. 
right? It's easy to contact someone and say, hey, I just want to give you a quick call. I know we've got an appointment scheduled on Thursday at five o'clock. I just want to give you a heads up. I've actually uh, somehow gotten double booked at that time. And uh, I just want to see what would six on Thursday or four on Friday work better for you. And you just move the appointment. It's so much easier to do that than it is to try and contact them and set an appointment. Um, what David, I'm seeing you nodding your head. Are you doing something similar now? Yeah. So we'll, we'll go along with our script and, you know, when you get to the bottom, it's, you know, something real simple, like perfect, Michael, I got everything that I need to know to get an exact number of what your home's worth. I'm just going to need about five, 10 minutes to take a walk through. Does three o'clock or four o'clock today work better for you? Yeah. So no matter what, every time, if they're following the checklist, they should be setting that appointment. Mm -hmm. Every, every single time. And let me add one quick thing that uh, moved the needle for us, which was really awesome. And I, it drives me crazy that we didn't implement this sooner. There's one more question that I really like, and it's towards the end of that checklist is, Michael, are there any other homes that you need to sell besides this one? Or is there any oh. other properties that you need to sell besides this one? And most of the time the answer is no but that's okay. Cause when the answer is yes, oh, I have a piece of land I need to sell, but, or no, but my sister's also gonna be selling. We would never even be having those conversations and maybe they'd come up and maybe you'd get that appointment, but do you really wanna leave it to chance? So just asking one more question, besides your home on 123 Main Street, Michael, are there any other properties that you need to sell? Oh, well, my aunt's thinking about selling or whatever the case may be, so. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that because it took me years to start using a question like that. I completely forgot about that. It's been so long since I've, I've uh, handled one of those calls. Uh, I got to tell you, you guys, that one's genius. And it, it, it only takes me think about it. If you just ask that on every call and each year, you know, you only got five people to say, well, yeah, I do. And by the way, it'll be more than that. But if, if, if it was only five people that said, well, yeah, I, I've got another one to sell or, well, I don't, but my my cousin does or my sister does or whatever. And all of a sudden you get three, four, five transactions extra in a year. And that's 30, 40, $50,000 a year in right. income that you didn't have otherwise. And what we're talking about is so simple. I know a lot of you watching are like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, that's so basic. That's, I ask that every single time. No, you don't. Unless you follow a checklisted script or framework like what we have put out, you are missing that. Even, I mean, I can have great conversations I have that script or the framework in, in my brain permanently, right? Because I've tuned it so many times. But even I still, if I don't have that checklist in front of me, sometimes I miss it. So nobody's perfect. So um, I don't know. It's, it's fun to get it dialed in. And when they say yes to that question, <laughs> I'm just, you know, ear to ear smile. Because it's like, oh, my God, that's something I missed in the past, but we're not missing it anymore. David, I think that goes for everything on the checklist, right? When you're following a checklist, when and, and again, are you using a checklist or are you using like a listening presentation that has, you know, specific uh, flow to it? Or, mm -hmm. or my, my, well, so my initial, it's both. Uh, okay, my good. initial intake, when they find out that a lead also needs to sell their home, they've got that checklist and they're just literally just read the questions because it flows so naturally and as you read one question they're already answering the next question down and the next question down and the next question down so it's it's such a smooth conversation and framework 
and it just leads up everything that you need to know going into that listing appointment and then boop, setting that listing appointment. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that because it's not just, I mean, you're on the right track there where it's, you know, we got to have it. Not only do we have the checklist for what we we're on the phone with them when we're talking with them, setting the appointment, but we also have the checklist for what we do when we're at the appointment. And before we start talking about that, I want to, I want to remind you guys, if you go to clubwealth.com forward slash listing, clubwealth.com forward slash listing, you can get David's download. Uh, and if you go to clubwealth.com forward slash listing checklist, uh, you can get the actual listing appointment checklist that I used on, I mean, literally thousands of appointments for, uh, I mean, what I've sold real estate for 25 years and listed literally thousands of homes using this checklist. Uh, and so again, I want you guys to take advantage of the stuff that we've used already. Here's the way to make it yours, right? Take our checklists and just go through our stuff. Just copy what we did. We don't care. Just copy it. Uh, and then when it, go through it and just kind of make changes to kind of make it yours. Then just use it on your listing appointments. Take, take four blue ink pens, right? One for you, one for Mr. Seller, one for Mrs. Seller and a spare. Uh, or, you know, and even if you're using electronic documents, I always recommend make sure that you bring paper documents just in case you never know when your iPad's going to run out of battery or, you know, who knows what can happen. Uh, don't risk a $10,000 plus dollar commission on a piece of technology, but then carry a red pen. And what I like to do is when I'm on my appointment, when I'm talking to them and we're having a conversation, all of a sudden they say something. And David, I'm curious if you're doing the same thing. They'll say something that triggers your mind. Man, I should add that to my checklist. Or wow, if my checklist had already covered that, I wouldn't have had to handle that objection. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you just quietly, you don't even say anything to them. You just quietly use that red pen, you jot it down, and then your assistant fixes the checklist later. And all of a sudden it gets better and better and better. Before you know it, You've got this checklist that's just you and it's just, it flows with your personality mm -hmm. and it just, and it, it guides you through the conversation in a way that you don't forget the stuff that you thought about would have made it better last time. Are you doing something similar? 1000%. I don't have to make too many changes to it now because I've probably, my listing coordinator has probably changed that document a couple hundred times. I'm not even sure, but the great thing about that document is it not only helps the agent, it helps the team lead or the listing agent. And then it also helps your listing coordinator or your admin. It also helps whoever's inputting the information into the MLS to know exactly what's in the home. It just, it gives you all the tools going into that listing appointment. So you know exactly what their inspiration is. Why are they selling? You know, what, what's their why behind going through this? Selling a home is not fun. Buying a home, it's a completely different ballgame. Everyone's so excited. There is no one excited about selling their home. It is a terrible process of getting your house ready, keeping it clean all the time, having strangers come through, having them pick it apart, right? It's a terrible process. So we get all excited, like, <laughs> the client isn't as excited about a listing appointment as we are, right? So you've got to make sure it's a smooth process from start to finish to make it as easy on these clients and sellers as possible. Well, I think you really nailed it where we are a necessary evil, right? Like they would much rather be out doing something fun with their family than sitting there with you during a listing appointment. Not that you're not a fun guy, David, uh, but the reality is as, as much as people love you, 
love their family more. They'd rather be out doing stuff with them or with their buddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I agree with you. That's one of the reasons why we want to keep these appointments very succinct. One of the things I recommend is I always shot for a 37 minute appointment. Uh, you know, now I'll be honest with you. I didn't normally get there. Normally I was 42 to 45 minutes. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this, if you're there and, and David, I want to hear your number. What do you recommend? But for me, I always felt like if I was there for more than an hour, oh my gosh, I'm wearing them out and I'm wearing me out. Now that said, there's agents out there that in order to get the listing, they got to be there for more than an hour. And I look, if that's you, if you, if you just can't get the listing in an hour and you got to be there and you got to bump up for two, three hours to get the listing, you do whatever it freaking takes, you get that listing. Mm-hmm. But man, I would want to get down below an hour. What, do I, what about you, David? Okay. So my record is 16 minutes. So I was, wow, that's I was fast. yeah. So I had some fun with some local agents and we're like, okay, how fast can we get through a listing presentation, signed contract, ready to go? And um, it was right here locally in Menifee. So um, I, I was so excited when I got out of there and I looked at my watch, my, oh my God, literally 16 minutes. And I, you know, it takes you maybe eight, nine minutes to do the contract, to go through the contract itself. And and the sidebar on that, I want to touch on that for a second. Um, But I'm the same way. If it's a solid listing appointment, it's about 45 minutes. If I'm over an hour, it's, it's too long. They don't want you in their home for that long. Get out. You're excited. Again, going back to you're excited to be there. You're wanting to stay all day, but they just want you out and back with their family and their friends or whatever they need to do. So try to keep it under an hour. 45, 40, 45 minutes is money. Um, let me know if you could break my record for 16 minutes. Make sure you go through everything. Um, that's the that's the key is going through everything in 16 minutes is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just personality types. You know, you have all different types of personalities. So you know, what do they want? They want straightforward, no BS. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Let's go through it. Okay. Sign here. Um, but going back yes. one, one quick thing before I leave, I cannot tell you and Michael, I know this has happened to you as well. It's terrible. I cannot tell you how many listings I have lost because I didn't come prepared with a listing agreement or I had a digital listing agreement, in my iPad and my kids were on it all night playing games. And I didn't realize that it was at 3% when I grabbed it running out the door, right? So what I do now and what I've been doing for a few years is I always have about 10 blank listing agreements in my truck at all times. I will not go to an appointment without it because I have been told to my face several times, you got it, we'll sign it, send the sign over, and we'll sign it. Send the DocuSign over 10 minutes after I leave. Did it ever get signed? No. So always have a blank listing agreement with you. Checklist. All right. So, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because look, that is commission critical. I get pushback from agents on this all the time. They all say, oh, but Michael, I just use electronic documents. And oh, but Michael, you know, I, I don't forget stuff. And I've got this dialed in. I don't need to worry about that. Listen, man, anybody that says that. You're just lying to yourself. I mean, even if you're, even if you're an amazing agent, guys, we're human. We make mistakes. 
we make mistakes. We're tired. We're busy. Whatever the case may be, we have personal issues going on and clouding our mind. We make mistakes. We do. And that's why, look, it's not okay to just chance these massive commissions on, oh, I can wing it. I can get it right. Now, I will say this. If I have to choose between over-preparing and getting into analysis paralysis and winging it on an appointment, I'll wing it. As long as I've got my checklist with me, I'm good, right? But the reason I say that is because so many agents, I, I think, have the opposite problem where they spend all this time. I've heard of agents spending as much as a half a day to a day even uh, preparing for a listing appointment. I'm thinking that's just an excuse for not wanting to make phone calls. Like stop right. spending that kind of time preparing for an appointment, get out there and make the freaking phone calls, get the appointments. Uh, and then just go on the listing appointment. Don't be afraid. Uh, and so before we go on to that, and David, I want you to touch on that in just a second, but before we do, I want to share with y'all, I'm putting a link in your, uh, in, in Facebook right now for the workshop. Uh, and I'm telling you, if you guys haven't already signed up for this, you need to it's the club wealth, uh, done with you intensive workshop on listings. And here's what you're going to get at the workshop, the workshop, uh, you're going to get both virtual and in listing presentation, excuse me, and in-person listing presentations completely built with you at the, at the workshop. So if you don't already have your presentation built, the works, you're going to get to build it at the workshop. This is not just education at the workshop. It's done with you. You're also going to get your pre-listing checklist, a custom pre-listing checklist done with you at the workshop. Um, you're also going to get, and David's going to be working with you on your pre-listing appointment video that will also get done during the workshop and you'll also and this is huge there's a he's got two big bonuses in here the first one and david this one we've done this for what three years now together or i say together you've done this now for everybody in club wealth for about three years now uh which is really dialing in the yelp profile and you if i remember right you're getting is it like a listing every two weeks from Yelp? Something of that nature? Is that about right? Yep. It's right in that ballpark. Yeah, that's but everyone's going to tell you, no, Yelp's the devil. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, Michael, when they zig, what do we do? Do we zag, man? We do the opposite of what everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Dude, I love it. And not only that, here's the thing. Yelp has said it and forget it. I mean, it doesn't, you know, we, you know, the first few months, there's some time that you put into it and dialing it in, that sort of thing. And especially the first you know day that you set it up. There's definitely a little bit of work involved, but man, when that thing's set up right, Yelp really is just, it's a lead source that you're paying very little for that continues to kick off. I'm curious, how many people watching right now have ever gotten a client out of Yelp? If you've, if you've gotten a client out of Yelp, tell me, hey, I got a buyer out of Yelp recently, I got a listing out of Yelp recently or whatever, or I've never received a client or never found a client from Yelp. I'm really curious how many of you guys are using Yelp. So just type it into your Facebook uh, comments there. Uh, but David, the, the other big bonus that you've got, uh, and this one's huge, it's the Stites path of questions that guarantee a close. Uh, and you guys, I want you to think about what I just said there. The Stites path of questions that guarantees a close. So there, there's, a, there's a, a certain pathway you've got to take them down. You've got to lead them to the natural conclusion of, of course, I'm going to want to list with you. So David, speak to some of that for us really quick. So I'm an assumptive closer kind of a guy. So mm -hmm. I love to ask and act as if I already have it. They would be crazy not to list with us, right? So that's the framework that I go down. So I ask a very specific 
lead of questions going into my assumptive close. And once they answer that question, it's game over. I'm not at, at no point whatsoever am I saying, Michael, would you like to sign the listing agreement today? Or do you feel comfortable working together? Or would you like to hire me? Like those are terrible questions. Don't they're weak. Yeah, they're they're really bad. And I mean, yeah. just take out as many yes or no questions as possible and get into the assumptive close. And I wish I knew the number behind it. I really do. But I bet it's a large number, a large percent of closings that would never have happened if I didn't just go into assuming, because we've all done it before, put yourself in the client perspective. I, I love doing this. So everything we do is like, okay, what's the client's perspective on this? Or what's the client experience? There's been times, Michael, you've been closed just because the salesman is a good salesman and you were on the fence about the product, right? Not saying that our product, not saying that our product isn't great, but there are times where they want to you know, shop a little bit more or check out a few more options, but you do the right clothes and they're like, ah, you know what, let's just do this, right? So. But I would say that's more often than not. I think people want dude. to be told, really. And it's not that people want to, to feel like they're in a sales process or icky sales techniques or anything like that. But they wouldn't be talking to you if they didn't want you to sell them. They wouldn't you would, be they, talking to you if they don't you want to be in their house. Right? You want to be in their and house. So, well, and here's the problem. And, and look, this is going to sound terrible, but you know what? I'm just going to call it like it is. Most agents are freaking weak. Most agents show up weak. Most agents show up pandering for the listing, begging for the listing, hoping they get the listing. Stop showing up weak. You want to list more houses? Show up strong. Here's the thing. Buyers and sellers want two different types of people for their, for their agent, right? And it could be the same person. I could take, you know, John and Susie are selling a house and buying a house. And for the person that helps them buy a house, they want a nurture, somebody who's going to educate them, guide them, hold their hand through the process. For that person that's going to come in and list the house, they want somebody that's going to freaking kick down the front door, punch them in the face and make them sign. That They want somebody confident. They want somebody that's sure of themselves that they know is going to aggressively go get what they need to get, which is the most amount of money in the least amount of time possible. And they don't want a weak agent. It's kind of like if, if someone's going through a divorce, the last thing they're going to want to do or any kind of if you, if you have to hire an attorney for any reason in the world, the last thing you want is a pussycat. You want a freaking, you, you want a pit bull with an attitude, right? Somebody who's going to go in there and just be aggressive with that process and make it happen. I've, I've got a client currently right now. We're in escrow. Um, he's been trying to sell this home for two years, right? And I went on the listing, I don't know, last year and didn't get it. And I was really surprised that I didn't get it. And I actually... Every once in a while, I like not getting a listing because what does it do? It resets our fire and it's like, okay, I need to be better, oh, yeah. I need to be better, I need to be better. So I didn't get the listing. It didn't sell. He's been literally trying to sell this thing for a few years. We got in the escrow and he called me. He's like, I should have hired David the Sledgehammer Stites so much sooner. Yes. Like, I, I will tell this guy what he needs to hear, not what he wants to hear. And I will be so firm and so direct. And I'm not saying this is the right thing to do for every client. Every client's going to be a little bit different depending on their personality. But 
they are hiring you to sell most of the time their highest <laughs> net worth object out there. So do they want someone soft and holding your hand or do you want someone that's going to sludge hammer and get it done? Right. So, um, so I, love I, I, just, I had to throw that in because literally the guy, the guys may be a little bit crazy. I really like them, but um, he, like I'll call him now and he just, he calls me the sledgehammer. He doesn't even call me David anymore. He just calls it sledgehammer. I like that. But let's let's talk about that. I want to go deeper on that for a second because here's the thing. A lot of agents are hearing this and they're saying to themselves, I don't know. I don't know if I could be the sledgehammer. First of all, understand this. It, it's learned. You can be more confident. You can increase your level of assertiveness. Uh, you can uh, increase your level of self-awareness and self-surety. Um, that being said, to David's point, yes, there are people that need a little bit softer touch, but the vast majority of people when selling their house want the sledgehammer. They want the person that comes in with confidence. They want the person that comes in knowing that they're capable of getting your home sold. And guess what? When you're confident as the agent, your client will be confident in you. If you are weak and you are unsure as the agent, guess what will happen with your client? they too will be weak and unsure and they will waffle and they will want to think about it overnight because they're not sure you're the right person for the job. Well, guess what? If you believe your message, they'll believe your message. Well, if you and, don't and believe your message, they won't either. Good. I agree. And they're going to question you throughout the entire yeah. process. Oh, they're not, yes. they're not going to believe that you know what you're doing. So they're going to question you every single step of the way, which can be tiring at times because they hired us to do a job, but if you're not confident in what you're saying and doing, you're going to get that. Well, so here's the thing. You guys understand you you don't have to be world-class at this right off the bat, but I'll tell you what, if you want to start listing more homes on a regular basis, you need to get better every single day. You need to take steps every single day to improve part of your listing process. Maybe it's the lead generation process. Maybe it's the lead follow-up process. Maybe it's your conversion. I don't know what it is for you, but you better figure it out. And we can help you figure it out, but you've got to figure it out and you've got to start working on that piece of the process for you. Make it better and then just, and you'll start seeing noticeable difference if you just attack one part of this process at a time. Uh, then over time, all of a sudden, you'll turn around and you'll be like, wow, I really got a really good listing system dialed in now. And listen, if I have to choose, here's another very important point. If I have to choose between buying buyer leads and buying seller leads, what do you think I'll do? Sellers. All day long, right? Of course, all day long, seller leads. I mean, there's, in fact, I'll be honest with you. I didn't buy buyer leads in my career. I never bought buyer leads. Why? Because I didn't have to. Because I had 750 listings and active and pending status at one point. When you've got that many listings, you don't need buyer leads. You got more buyer leads than you know what to do with. But here's the thing, to get to that point, You've got to systemize it. To get to that point, you've got to constantly work to improving each of these little parts of the process. So put this in right now. I'm curious. Type this into your screens, you guys. Type this into the Facebook chat. Uh, or if you're watching this on YouTube or LinkedIn or wherever you're watching this, type this in. I want to know what is the part of your system that's the weakest right now? What is the part of your listing system that needs the most work right now? If we could fix one part of that, what would it be? And we'll address it right now. Let's see if we can't help you address it right now. What one part? And I've got all these people watching, nobody typing stuff in. Come on, guys. What part of your listing system needs the most help right now? So, David, what is the thing that they need the most help with early on? The close. 
the clothes. Okay. So they talk feel, to us. They about feel the they feel uncomfortable asking for the clothes. Okay. So let me ask this. First of all, what do you do to ask for the clothes? And then second part of the question is how many times do you find that you have to ask for the clothes? Usually I only have to ask once. And and really I'm not even asking for a clothes. And I don't want to give away all of our little uh, secrets for this workshop because this workshop is going to be amazing. We got such a great response from LABC going through my listing presentation live, right? Live on Zoom, which was amazing. And um, we got such a great response for this. We wanted to make this workshop and we want you guys to have something that you come, you're prepared to do. We're going to give you a list of everything of what you need to bring. We're going to make sure that it's done 100% done by the time this is over so yes you're going to be learning but you're going to have something to take away that day to use on all your listing presentations so your question kind of goes into one of my little giveaways so i don't want to go too far into it but okay. i'm not asking again i'm not asking if you'd like to work with me or if i can list your home or are you ready to sign the contract or any of those questions i have a very smooth list of questions that goes into an assumptive close to where I'm asking them if they're going to list their home with me without them even knowing. And if they answer, depending on how they answer, I know whether I've got it right off the bat. And there's actually been only one appointment where they answered that question the way I wanted it answered. And then they gave me pushback as far as, okay, let's get started on the listing paperwork. Only one time out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And so I went back up my list and then boop, 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 down. They gave it to me again. They gave me pushback again. So I went back up to the top. Da, 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 da. I closed this guy four times, four times before he signed the listing agreement. Um, but no, if they answer that question that I want them to answer in the way that I want them to answer it, the way that I'm leading them to answer it, Every single time. Okay, so that's that's important because check this out, you guys. What happens is to get to that point. I hope you heard what he said. David's leading them into that point in the conversation. That's the key, you guys. If my listing presentation is dialed in the way it needs to be, I shouldn't have to reclose people over and over and over again. Now, I'll tell you, early on in my career, I, I, I as I was beginning this process, as I was learning how to dial my presentation in. I had a guy, my record was 12 times. I had to ask my closing question 12 times. No joke, 12 times. And the, and the last time he says, you're not going to stop asking me that until I tell you no, are you? And, and I'm like, nope. And I went right back to my question and I got the listing. But here's, the, here's the, the, the moral of that story. The reason I was getting so many objections from this guy is because I didn't do my listing presentation properly. Had I done my listing presentation properly, he wouldn't have had all those questions. I wouldn't have had to go back and reclose, 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 reclose. Um, and so this is what we want to help you do. So when I'm, I'm telling you, you've got two, the two guys, like, I don't, I'm not aware of anybody in this planet that's listed more homes than I have. I'm not aware of anybody in Southern California that lists more homes than David does. I'm telling you guys, we're going to help you with this done with you workshop, dial in a listing presentation that's going to get you the listing as, as often as humanly possible. And we were both hitting our, you know, I was over 93%. I, I know David's over 90%, if I remember right. Um, at the end of the day, it works, but we're going to make sure you come out of there with your presentation ready to go. So 
you're going to go to clubwealth.com forward slash listing workshop clubwealth.com forward slash listing workshop go there right now and i want you to register for this two-day intense done with you david and i personally done with you workshop for your listing presentation it's not just the listing presentation we're going to get some lead sources going we're going to get the listing presentation dialed in we're going to make sure you've got your closings uh, your, your closing lines memorized your your framework in place so that you've got some objection handlers memorized. Listen, you're going to be dialed in. And as a a couple of bonuses, we talked about the bonuses. One of the bonuses that I'm very excited about is we're going to get your Yelp profile set up and we're going to get leads coming in from that Yelp profile. Um, Now, you won't probably have leads from that profile while you're there, but I can tell you this, you'll have the profile set up while you're there. It'll be set up properly in a way that will allow you to start getting leads over time. Um, And dude, let me tell you, it works. Everybody that we've put through this that does this right, that sets it up properly, gets leads from it. Um, So that said, David, we are almost out of time. We got three minutes left and we got to get on the coach's call. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with everybody before we wrap up? Get registered. Even if you have a great presentation, if it's not systemized, if it's not on a you know, PowerPoint, and then it's just up here, get it, get it out of your head, get it into something to where you can give it to your agents. So your agents can go and do the same exact listing presentation that you do. Cause that's, I mean, that's essentially what we're teaching our agents is how I would answer the call, how I would talk to the lead, how I would set the appointment, how I would do the close. Well, give them all of that in your presentation as well, or give it to yourself for goodness sake, but get it out of your head, get it on paper, get it in front of you so that you can make it better. I love that you're that what you just said, because really what you're saying is, hey, look, this is the this is also, not only is it, here's how you're gonna do your listening presentations, but it's also your training tool for your team. This is how you teach your team to go be ballers. So I, I give you an example, one of my listing, so I had five listing agents on my team. Uh, and again, yes, listing agents, buyer agents, two separate animals in my book. Now, some people let, have their agents doing both, and that's fine. I just, I really strongly believe that you and they will have better results if they focus on the thing they were born to do. Uh, so my listing agents would average between 10 and 21 listings per month each. Um, and one of them, David, uh, just came back to work with Club Wealth uh, after several years. He was out on his own as an independent agent, uh, as an agent on our team, as a listing agent on our team. David was very consistently hitting 10 to 15 listings a month. Uh, and, uh, and now he's back working uh, on the club wealth team. So very excited about that. But my, my point is this, how did I train David? How did, how did he go from not even in the real estate industry to literally very shortly after becoming a real estate agent listing 10 to 15 homes a month, because he didn't try and reinvent the wheel. We had a system that we knew worked and he followed it. Now, is he charismatic? Yes. Is, is he well-spoken? Absolutely. Is he assertive? You bet. Is he absolutely a, punch, you know, kick the front door down, punch him in the face and make him sign kind of guy? Absolutely. And guess what? You take all of those skills and talents and you combine them with the right system, unstoppable. And what we're going to do for you at the listing workshop is we're going to give you the system. We're going to help you implement right now the system during that workshop. So then you can take that system. You can plug yourself and any other listing agents on your team into the system and away you go. So that said, David, anything else before we wrap it up? We have a coach's call to get on. 
We do. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Please, if, you, if you've gotten value out of this, tag somebody in the comments. Tag someone that you feel would also get value out of this. Hit the share button. Uh, you know, Tell people about it. It would really mean a lot to us. And uh, comment below. Let us know what other questions you have about listings. Uh, and other than that, we'll see you at the listing uh, workshop. Uh, it's clubbuff.com forward slash listing workshop. We'll see you there. And it's coming up in just a couple of weeks, and there's only a few tickets left. So make sure you get your seat reserved right now. Take care. Selling everybody. out. Yep, it is. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.